This is Central Carolina Journal, a program that highlights events, programs, and slices of life happening throughout our communities. I'm Fred Brucker. Thanks for joining us. November is National Novel Writers Month, NaNoWriMo for short. It's a time to encourage those with a story to tell to put pen to paper, or if you prefer, fingers to a computer keyboard, and get to writing. The libraries of Central Carolina Community College would like to help students, faculty, and staff do just that. And they have a couple of events to help motivate people to do so. Not just that, but the libraries are also hosting other events that can empower one's literary appetite. From creating bookmarks to learning how to find books in ways beyond what the typical card catalog can do. I sat down with Morgan Pruitt, the college's outreach and assessment librarian, to talk about all of these things. Oh, and during the broadcast, we'll take a short break for some story time as well. Okay, so Morgan, I have to ask, who came up with the acronym NaNoWriMo? So NaNoWriMo is actually not something that the library itself came up with. NaNoWriMo is actually an international event that takes place every November. Um, and so an organization, I believe it's a nonprofit, actually came up with the whole activity itself. And then the library sort of jumped on board with people participating in it. I mean, I'll be quite honest. When I first heard the term, I thought someone <laughs> was playing on, like, the old Mork and Mindy show. Like, this is Mork's cousin from Ork or something. So what does NaNoWriMo mean? It stands for National Novel Writing Month. And it just takes place in November. And um, the general organization encourages folks to write every day for whatever fits their schedule. And the goal is, hypothetically, that you would write a novel within the month of November. Um, or finish a piece of work that you've been working on. Um, and then you can say, I'm ready to do something with this, or you just can check it off your bucket list as something that you have accomplished. So why in particular the emphasis on novel writing as opposed to getting people to write in general or even making such an emphasis for people to sit down and put pen to paper? Well, I think that that probably could best be answered by the organization and the group of folks that started the uh, NaNoWriMo in general. Um, just publishing industry-wise, I think that it's easier to sell a novel than to sell a short story. Um, or it's easier to promote a whole book instead of a snippet of a book. Um, but that's just a guess. <laughs> well, nevertheless, it's an interesting name and it creates uh, perhaps some interesting uh, opportunities for some people, the library offering a couple of those. And I see that uh, you guys are rather busy with a certain online event every Monday throughout mm -hmm. the month of November. Well, we have it scheduled every Monday. Um, and it's just to remind folks to keep writing, to keep participating. Um, so they might have dropped off a couple days. I mean, I have written for, you know, the whole weekend. That's okay. They should keep writing. Just produce something that they can be proud of. Um, the library is about lifelong learning and personal growth, and we're just here to encourage folks to feel confident in whatever activity they undertake, um, whether that's writing or art or just learning something else um, that they're interested in. As far as this particular event, though, you're calling it the Flash Fiction and Poetry event, and it is something that people hop online, uh, have the opportunity to every Monday. What can someone expect when they log in? Well, there's really not anything structured okay. to that. I'll go ahead and be honest. It's there as a reminder to sort of encourage people to 
pay attention to that this is still happening throughout the month. There isn't really anything to expect when they log on. Um, it's more, hey, we're still doing this at the library. Please participate. Um, but if students want to come in and talk to the library staff about writing games or suggestions that we have, books that we have, um, resources that we can point you towards, we would be happy to do that. Um, we can do that through email as well. So if a student can't come to campus or a faculty member is is not physically able to get to the library, we can always send those resources through email. Now, in addition to that uh, online emphasis and just the general emphasis encouraging people to write, there is something for a motivation for those that are connected to the CCCC community, in particular students and faculty and staff. Uh, tell us a little bit about Cougar Sparks. Cougar Spark is something that um, we came up with uh, last semester, uh, and it it's really just there to um, allow writers to develop some of their skill without having a really formal or official experience that they can see themselves as writers is something that they produced in November it's excellent and then that's um, just an opportunity for them to try their hand at something new now I did get a chance to preview the uh, volume that was put out last year uh, some of the folks that had submitted some of these short stories and poems um, and it's kind of interesting to see the different slices of life that different people bring into trying to put pen to paper for something. And, and when we're talking short, we're talking a thousand words or less. Right. Um, so uh, is there any sort of emphasis to the writing, any sort of a theme, or is this kind of a free-for-all in terms of submissions? <laughs> Whatever you want to write. Um, obviously within appropriate uh, means. Uh, and pretty much it's wherever your creativity is taking you. I did see a couple of stories in there, a lot of kind of pseudoscience fiction, some some scenes from nature, some slices of life, um, some stuff that, I mean, we're focusing on NaNoWriMo in the fiction realm, but some things seem to be from personal experience in the things that I saw in the writing. Yeah, I think it's whatever you, inspires you. Um, as long as it's less than a thousand words, then then you're good to go. All right. And if uh, a student or a faculty or a staff member has questions about that, what's the best place for them to go to for that? They should reach out to Jessica Thomas. Um, and her email address is jthom627 at cccc.edu. And she's based at the library on Lee Campus. Lee Campus. Correct? Right. Correct. So uh, you can find her and find out more info on that. And uh, I would assume that uh, with it being an emphasis for NaNoWriMo for the month of November, the submissions would need to be given within the month of November. Right, correct, by November 30th. Uh, and then the publication will be coming out in December at some point for for the public to view. And I would encourage looking at it. Yeah, and it's mostly for the writers, just so that the writers can see their work. But we will have some extra copies if people want to peruse that. You are listening to Central Carolina Journal. More of our conversation with Morgan Pruitt in just a bit. First, though, we thought we would give you a taste of one story that was featured in last year's Cougar Spark. Enjoy this short story titled Courage, Determination, and Ants, as read by its author, Barbara Barra. <sighs> Haley looked at the blank laptop screen with disgust. This amazing getaway to a remote spot in the forest was her agent's gift 
to help rid her of her unusual case of writer's block. Go, Janet had said. Relax. Commune with nature. Clear your head. And then come back and write the best novel that you've ever written. Easier said than done, Haley thought. The blank screen continued to stare her down. She was certain that deep inside its components, the laptop was laughing at her ineptitude. (laughs) Guiltily, she realized that trying to write while on the excursion was the opposite of what Janet had in mind when she funded the restful retreat. Still, she felt that she owed at least one last-ditch effort to her agent, who had always been her greatest supporter. With a deep sense of loathing, Haley tossed the laptop onto the huge bed that took up most of the tiny cabin located deep in the woods of Wickamaw Park. One entire side of the cabin was a wall-to-ceiling window, which opened onto an impressive vista of beautiful red maples, majestic oaks, and towering pines. Butterflies flitted among the wildflowers that dotted the forest floor, and squirrels danced among the tree branches in search of a tasty treat. Haley sat on the bed next to the laptop and silently coaxed it to produce something, anything, that could jumpstart her next book. Nothing. Not even an inkling of an idea. With a massive sigh, Haley glanced once more out the window and watched two squirrels playfully chase each other around a tree, dodging one another as they raced up and down and around the trunk, and then gracefully lobbing themselves from one branch to the next in a rhythmic dance. Oh, to be so carefree, thought Haley, to fly so effortlessly through life, never worrying about where the next road will lead or if you'll even get the chance to find out. Realizing that she was hungry, Haley threw together a salad, poured herself a glass of iced tea, and decided to have her lunch seated by the outdoor fire pit. Once she was comfortably seated, she took a moment to look around. She drew in a deep breath and thought about how wonderful the air smelled. She closed her eyes and listened to the sounds of the forest. Birds called to one another over the chattering of the squirrels. She wondered for a moment if the pair of squirrels had finished their game of tag. She heard the clicks and clacks, the hums and buzzes of the insects as they went about their daily task. Breathing deeply, she sat forward and grabbed her salad from the side table, admiring the fact that the table was actually a stump cut from a large tree. As she ate in silence, feeling an inner sense of peace she'd not felt for some time, she glanced down and saw several ants crawling along the ground. Without thinking, she reached inside her bowl and plucked a small piece of lettuce from the mix and tossed it on the ground. One industrious fellow poked momentarily at the lettuce and then picked it up and raised it slightly above his head. Small though the lettuce piece was, it was several times the size of the tiny ant. As Haley watched, the ant maneuvered the lettuce back and forth and sideways, trying to gain the forward momentum needed to work his way back to the nest. Within minutes, a second ant had joined the first, grabbing a separate side of the lettuce and working his own way toward the nest. Somehow, in unspoken agreement, the ants managed to find the best way to work in unison to move the lettuce along their chosen path. Mesmerized by the exacting teamwork, Haley watched as the ants managed to cross rocks and small branches, moving synchronously without so much as a lowering of the lettuce prize. Suddenly, they came upon a large rock, no bigger than ankle height to Haley, but a seeming mountain to the tiny ant team. The two hesitated before the stone, wordlessly deciding what to do. Miraculously, they seemed to come upon a unanimous decision, as well as the best possible solution to the problem. 
The first ant slowly moved sideways so that his back was to the stone, while at the same time the second ant revolved his body to be facing directly toward the impediment. Slowly, the first ant backed up the face of the mountainous structure and his partner moved forward. Slowly and meticulously, the ants moved over the rock, one walking backwards, the other moving forwards, and both clinging to the lettuce with utter determination. Over the top and down the far side they moved, the lettuce clenched in their mandibles as if for dear life. Perhaps it was. Haley watched in fascination, never once wavering from the spectacle. Finally, after what seemed hours, the ants found their way to the edge of the clearing that marked the boundary of the campsite. They became lost in the pine needles that blanketed the forest, gone forever from Haley's view. She thought for a brief moment about following them, but then decided there was no need. Such determination and courage would surely be rewarded by a successful end to their adventure. Haley finished her salad, drank her tea, and looked around her with new eyes. She thought about daily life within the forest. She pondered the struggles for survival that took place outside of her worldview. She considered the men and women who had come before her who had faced the same struggles. She suddenly wanted to know their stories. She wanted to learn of their strength and courage in the face of adversity, and she wanted to share those stories with the world. She entered the cabin and picked up the laptop with a new resolve. First she would learn, and then she would write. And now, more of our conversation with Outreach and Assessment Librarian Morgan Pruitt as we talk about other upcoming offerings at the CCCC Library here on Central Carolina Journal. Now, that's not the only thing that you're doing for NaNoWriMo. I want to get that acronym in as much as I can because it's kind of a tongue twister for me. Yeah. Um, you know, say that five times fast. I might use, need to use that in my speech class. Um, but you're also doing some things with a tool called Novelist. Tell us what Novelist is. Novelist is a database that many libraries offer, um, but it provides book recommendations. And it can do so based on theme, based on characters that you like, based on the tone of the book genre. If you're interested in something, the database provides a way to search for it. And there's a lot of different methods that you can then combine to find the book that you really want to read. Now, it's, it kind of sounds like a supercharged card catalog. Is that a good way to think about it? I want to think about it more in the terms of a supercharged friend that has read so much stuff that you can say, well, I'm really looking for this type of book. And they can say, oh, I have read something about that. And then they can recommend you some books. Now, some of the things that are coming up, you have one coming up on the 21st uh, that is focusing on themes and tropes. Right. So themes and tropes are a great way um, for people to find books because some people like to read certain themes um, in the content that they consume. So I love books about books. And I'm not really into um, science fiction or fantasy as a genre, but if it has the theme books about books, I'm I'm there. I want to read about a science fiction librarian saving the world through books. So it's really just a way to help people find books that they might not typically read in certain genres, but doing so through things that they already know they like. And then uh, coming up on the 5th of December, also being able to search by diverse characters and authors. So this tool really is something where you can, I imagine, find 
a book with any sort of tag that you can imagine? Yes. There, I mean, there's some limiters about how we think about it. You might be saying, well, I want to find a book based on this. We might have to convert some of that language so that we can find the book that you're looking for, but we can pretty much find something that's complementary to what it is you're hoping to find. And, and both of the seminars that you're hosting, they are both online, correct? Yes, both on Zoom. Once you register, you'll get a link to join. Okay. So we should mention at this point, you know, because a lot of these things are online that the library is offering, and where can people find information about these events? They can go to the library's website. Um, if you click on the services tab, and then under the library news and events, um, you will see links for the Lee and Harnett library events as well as Chatham events. Okay. So, and then the website for the library would be cccc.edu forward slash library. Correct, yeah. Okay. And by the way, was looking through the library website and uh, was noticing that there's links to all sorts of different types of resources there. We're going to do an episode uh, later, uh, early next year, talking about some of them in general. But uh, I sometimes wonder if, just in a very broad sort of sense, you know, we think of the library as the place you go for books. And mm-hmm. based on some of the things that you are doing uh, in terms of providing information, some of the different seminars, uh, the library hosted a uh, voting literacy seminar uh, a few weeks ago, which we actually featured on this program. How is it that the library has become a place that is more than just going to find something to read? That's a great question. So I think libraries have always been about lifelong learning and personal growth, and that isn't just contained in books. And so we're at a point now where we can acknowledge that, and I think it's being acknowledged not just within the library but outside of it, and so people know that it can turn to the library for um, fun and exciting opportunities that are not just about books, although we love to recommend books and we're excited when you check out books, um, but there's also lo- a lot of other opportunities that you can pursue um, because that's just the direction that all libraries, not just community college libraries, but public libraries and academic libraries are, are taking part in. Well, you as a librarian, you've obviously studied the craft and have, you know, come through the ranks and such, and you have shared yourself that you are a fan of books. In your experience coming through this and being in the position that you're in now, is there anything about the library in particular that really surprised you that, oh, this is a library thing, or something that really kind of sparked you in the way to say that, the library is so much more of a public service than just the stereotypical thought? Mm, That's a great question. I think probably spending most of um, the early mornings right when we open up helping people print and helping people with internet uh, searches and finding information and just logging on to computers. I don't know that I really thought about those minor things that we don't really get taught does that make sense Uh, we get taught like the concepts but then we get into the public library space and really people just need help with minor tech things and to me that was so representative of this is where people are really at and what they are need on a day-to-day level so we're there to help support that lifelong learning and the mission of the library but we're also there to help with the basic 
Um, you know, how do I you know, open this browser? How do I get to my email? How do I reset my password? You know, it's kind of interesting you bring that up. The word that comes to my mind is resource. And yes, yes we, you've got the resource of all the information that's on the shelves. You've got the, the computers and the catalogs and the databases and all of that. But it even kind of sounds like whether it's through those tools or just the people that are on staff at the library, uh, someone comes in, they have a question, and it's almost like someone at the library can say, oh, I know a guy or I know a girl that it is a place for connection. Yes, that's exactly it. We may not have the answer for you, but we can find you someone who has the answer. One of those things in particular that you provide answers for, and this is something that is not just a service that you offer to the CCCC community, but you offer at large, is, oh, I know a resource in terms of recommendations for books or other types of resources. And you even have a website where people can go and request that sort of thing. That's correct. They can go to tinyurl.com forward slash bookrecs at CCCC, and um, they can fill in what they want to read. Um, and I will send them some book recommendations based on what they enjoy. What are some of the more fascinating requests that you've uh, been able to fulfill as a result of giving someone a recommendation? Each one is fascinating. I feel like I'm always learning and growing. Um, When people submit a request, it helps me better understand where I have gaps in my knowledge and how I can improve and grow, not only as a librarian, but just as a reader in general. So, One thing we forgot to mention in terms of some of the events that are coming up, and I don't always know that people think of the library as a place for, uh, well, they think of it as a place for creativity because you have artists and writers and and that sort of thing, but um, arts and crafts, you have an arts and crafts time, you're you're making bookmarks. (laughs) We're making bookmarks. Um, People can come into the library at Lee on November 16th um, and at Harnett on November 17th, and We'll have designed bookmarks that they can then color and decorate as they see fit. Um, we have lots of different designs, and so people can use markers or color pencils, or we even have um, like little dots, pole hunched dot, dots that we made, and so you can glue those on there if you want to. <laughs> so, okay, I have to ask this question. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you're making bookmarks, so you're advocating bookmarks as a thing. Mm-hmm dog ears sin or not a sin if it's your own personal book you can do whatever you want with your book if it's a library book do not dog hear it <laughs> you should see the look on her face folks i kind of wish this was television because of that <laughs> but one other thing before we wrap things up here uh especially for those that are part of our college community uh we are in the last four or five weeks or so of the semester mm-hmm. and Students are going to have final projects coming up or papers that they have to write and things like that. Uh, What sort of things should students know in terms of the library being able to help them with whatever final project they may have? That's a great question. One of the big things I really want to emphasize is that you're not bothering us when you ask us for help. That's really, really important to know. We want to help. That's what we're here for. So... If you have a question, whether it's related to a final project and you are trying to find resources or you just need to find where you can go to get help with citations, which we can help with at the library, or you need help with an outline, we can send you to the writing center, or you need to find tutoring, 
we do not care what the question is. We are here to help. And you can do so on the library's website through instant chat. It's a box on the website that says Ask a Librarian, and you get an instant response. You can email us at the library, or um, you can come in and we can help you with your project. And this is for faculty, staff, and the public as well. So if they have research questions or a research project they're working on, um, we, can, we can help with that too. I've noticed as well that as far as the website goes, there is a page there that has links to all sorts of different types of databases. You know, we mm-hmm. mentioned the, uh, the novel list for the, for the fun reading, but you have websites that connect to various magazines and, and newspapers and uh, different types of scholarly journals. And th- there were numerous other ones. I can't even begin to list them all. Yeah. Um, our f- default search um, on the library's website is called Summit, and it actually searches all of our electronic materials. So you could just type in what you're looking for there through a couple of keywords and get um, films and newspapers and academic articles. But if you're looking for something specific and you're really having trouble finding it, we absolutely can help you narrow your search, um, whether you're looking for um, scholarly, just scholarly articles or if you're looking for something a little bit different. Okay. And what if perhaps they're looking for something that is something of a materialistic nature they need to have it in hand an actual Mm -hmm. book an actual uh, piece of media Uh, our libraries are great but they can't obviously hold everything right Um, what can a student or someone else do if they're looking for a particular item so one of the things that they can do is they can say i need to help finding this we can search our catalog if we do not have it we will check the um, north carolina community college libraries catalog and if one of the north carolina community college libraries has it we will have them send it over to us if nobody has it that we can get to at this point we'll check worldcat and then we'll look and see who has it at universities um, around the the country and then we'll see if they will send it to us Um, and then other times i've found that sometimes um, they're just at the local public library and i'll tell a student or faculty member, hey, we can get it for you, or you can just drive on down there, um, and you can check it out for yourself if you would like. All right. So before we wrap things up, let's just kind of go through the events calendar real quick one more time in case uh, people missed a certain thing or need some dates. Um, Let's start with uh, November, National Novel Writing Month. Uh, And just because I want to say it one more time, NaNoWriMo. (laughs) So that's going to be the whole month of November. you will want to submit your writing by November 30th, um, and then we will um, in- put it into Cougar Spark, and then it will be in a little informal booklet that you can pick up at the library um, in December. All right, and uh, for those that perhaps don't have the creative pen to paper and writing, they may have creative uh, materials to paper with the bookmarks yes and that is november 16th at the lee library that's an all-day event and then november 17th at the harnett county campus library um and that's an all-day event as well and then the uh, couple of uh seminars that are online for the novel list tool and then uh novelist the first one it's themes and tropes that'll take place on zoom on November 21st at 12 p.m. And then Diverse Characters and Authors will take place on December um, 5th at 12 p.m. on Zoom as well. And you have the physical location. Not everything is online. Um, Harnett Campus, you're in the Etheridge Building. That's correct. We're in the Etheridge Building. And then on the Lee Campus, they, are, they have their own library building. 
All right. Fantastic. And even though, yes, you offer help for students in their final projects, probably best to go in maybe not the week before the project is due, I would say. Yeah, we we will help you wherever you are in the stage of your research, but it might be good to get an early start. Thanks to Morgan Pruitt for hanging out with us on this edition of Central Carolina Journal. As we mentioned, you can find links to all of the information discussed in this broadcast by searching for episode 2222 when you go online to www.883wuaw.com forward slash ccj. And if you're listening to us using a podcast app, you should find all of the information in the show notes. By the way, that website www.883wuaw.com forward slash ccj is where you can find all of our past shows as well. You can also find them by searching for WUAW on your favorite podcast app. While you're searching for us online, be sure to find us on social as well. We're at 883wuaw on both Facebook and Twitter. Oh, and if you have an idea for a future episode, give us a call at 910-814-8859 or email us at wuaw at cccc.edu. Central Carolina Journal is a public affairs presentation of Central Carolina Community College and its radio stations, 90.5 WDCC and 88.3 WUAW. I'm Fred Brucker. Thanks for listening.